Hello and welcome back. On today's show, we're going to start out by snacking on some special hot dogs. Then we're also going to talk about death and music. Mark wants to bring up the topic of locker room antics. And of course, then we're going to go back into Paranormal Corner. So stick around. Coming right up. And welcome back to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. I'm Mark. And I'm Jana. You know what? I came in a little hot on the microphone there. Sorry about that. That's okay. I came in a little too it's close funny. and just started yelling. I'm excited about doing a show. Yeah. So what do we have? What kind of food? What the? Look there. Look. Look at that. I'm not going to look. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to smell. Okay. You might smell something onion-ish. Onion? Mm-hmm. I, well, I can see what's on there. I, it's onion is that sauerkraut? sauerkraut? Yeah, it's real sauerkraut instead of the, you know, the canned stuff. Wait, what do you mean? Well, the Did you canned make it? stuff is you no, but I oh. mean this is fermented as opposed to like, you know, um vinegar. Uh, oh. Yeah. And looks like uh, some, some potato sweet chip. And spicy. No, it's um the french fried oh. onions. Oh, okay. Just for some All right. crunch. Spicy sweet and spicy pickles. There's some mustard in there. Is there a hot dog in here? There is a hot dog down there. Oh, I'm afraid now. There's a hot dog. This seems... I, I don't know if it's a real hot dog. <laughs> what I, I suspect. That? I suspect it's something. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture because this little hot dog... Because I know you've taken pictures already. Jenna's taken pictures. You know, when, Tell me about the little when, hot dog. Go ahead. <laughs> just, it is just peeking out there and shriveled up like it, like it uh, just got out of the pool. I'm going to see if I can get a good close-up shot. I don't know that I can. <laughs> Go for it. I don't know. It 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 looks shrink. Okay, while you're doing that, I'm going to take a bite. It, it looks shriveled up and dried. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take a bite of this. Never let your wiener get shriveled up and dried. Just saying. Wow. All right, so Jana's taking her bite of this. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this is, and I'm scared. But I will, uh, since she's, I'll wait till she starts talking, and I will take a bite I'm going to take a bite from the end that I can't see, that shriveled up end that I'm going to post on our social media and take a bite from the other okay. end as soon as Jana starts chatting Job about done. whatever she's doing. Job done. I'll be eating more of that. So the hot dog flavor is not like really pronounced. Does that sound like pronounced? Pronounced. <laughs> what do you think? What do you taste? Uh, I didn't get a good bite of the hot dog. I'm going to have to take another bite. Okay. I got a lot of the other ingredients Oops. in my mouth. Okay, good. So yeah, you guys, this has got the French fried onions because I had them in there and I thought it'd be nice crunch and the flavor should work fine. It's got sauerkraut, sweet and spicy pickles, a little bit of mayonnaise, a little bit of American cheese, a little bit of mustard. And um, All right, so now, and the dog. What I have done thing. in my magical mouth is I've separated the hot dog from everything else. Yes. I'm chewing everything else. Mm-hmm. Get rid of that so I can just get only the hot dog. <laughs> so what, the hot dog's on one side or something? <laughs> okay. Because I suspect yes. this may not be a normal hot dog. And I can see where you're storing the hot dog on the right, correct? <laughs> I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping this is not a cat turd. <laughs> Would I do that? Okay. Um, so now I'm rolling, I'm rolling the hot dog around. Here's the great thing. In my thing. mouth. <laughs> Under my tongue. 
Oh, gosh. Gentlemen. (laughs) And it's just the the start of the show. (laughs) See, here's the great thing. With this kind of a hot dog, you're not going to get, like, gristle. Is this a turkey dog? No. But it tastes hot dog-ish, right? Nope. You're my hot diggity dog diggity boom. What you do to me? I don't know what made me think of that. I don't know what would make me think of that. (laughs) What would it be? Wasn't that a Oscar Mayer song? I don't know. My mom used to sing it to me. Oscar Mayer makes hot dogs diggity dog diggity boom. What you do to me when you're breaking my heart? I gotta say, only I'm saying this. There's a there's a preconception that it's not a regular hot dog, so that gets in my mind. So that affects how I perceive things. Yes. So it tasted like dog food. It tasted a little like turkey. But but then it, it actually tasted more like dry dog food because I know what dry dog food tastes like because I used to eat it as a kid. <laughs> so then you like it. Yeah, it was, it's all right. It was like, you know, I'd feed my dog and I'd take a couple kibbles and I'd think, yeah, you know what? If I had to, I could eat this stuff. And we used to actually, in I'm my family, what you're talking. in my family, we used to eat milk bone dog biscuits, the adults. My mom did not. My dad would. I'm trying to remember if my sister would, but I certainly would. You know, and they weren't they were they were pretty bland, but it was much more fun to eat them in front of friends when they came over and just take a bite and eat it because they go, Oh my god you know, it's like what well, it's still food. It's not like it's poison. Well, which is probably the same description you're gonna give to whatever this thing is that's posing as a hot dog. <laughs> Here's the thing. We don't have a show called Snack a Little Regular Hot Dog. <laughs> a little <laughs> Here's the thing. All of the things that I put with it are brilliant. <laughs> because I didn't know what it was going to taste like. Right. So it comes from a health food store. All right. There, It's Loma Linda Linkettes. Interesting. It's a so vegetable vegetarian. and grain protein. That's, I bet you that's the dog food part is the grain protein. Links. Right. And uh, let me show you what they look like. When it was mixed with everything else, I couldn't tell the difference. So that's what they look like in there. Okay, little so she's showing me a picture of a bunch of stuff. <laughs> a picture that I need to ding. Save that picture. We're going to post that on our social I media. I saved Be sure the, to check us out I saved on the price. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Snack a Little. We'll have our uh, pictures. And that picture you just showed me was just a bunch of the. It it was only the tips. The top of the, <laughs> the top of the dog. <laughs> uh, so I thought maybe if I took a little bit of smokehouse seasoning and put it over the top of them and then fried them in a pan and tried tried to get some grill marks on them. It was really hard. If I actually had put it on a grill, it might have been easier to get some grill marks. That's usually the first way to put grill marks on something. But you can get you can brown something <laughs> in a pan, and I was having a hard time browning it because it wanted to stick to the pan. Well, you have a grill here, don't you? I don't want to go out to the grill. <laughs> I have a pan in the house. <laughs> This show is not important enough to fire up the grill. I don't want to fire up the grill. I do not grill. That's going to have to be on my list for a future Mr. Cheney. I grill every week, actually. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. I I do a meal prep day. Meal prep day, I I grill a whole bunch of meat at once and then uh, eat it throughout as leftovers the rest of the week. Yeah, so so there's uh, there's that hot dog smell. 
that I don't know how to explain it. Unless you've smelled one, then you wouldn't. Uh, how would I explain it? But you don't oh. get that smell. What I smell I think, is the French. I, I hope you've smelled a lot more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> how many have you smelled, Mark? <laughs> I'm going to take a bite. Well, we'll get into that a little bit later when we talk about the locker room antics. (laughs) Mm. Look, your condiments on here are are great. That sauerkraut uh, is amazing. The onions are great. The sauerkraut. Sauerkraut's a little light for me. But the pickle. But no, no, I mean, it's just I'm not tasting a a deep sauerkraut taste. It's more more of a, uh, oh, no, that was an onion. I just tried to get one individual. No, but you're right. It's not as vinegary as the canned sauerkraut. Right. But the pickle makes up for it. The cheese, ah, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I haven't had American cheese in so long. It's so funny. It, I, I get so used to sharp and extra sharp cheddar yep. that it's kind of like dark chocolate and milk chocolate. It's like milk chocolate's like, nah. Ameri- there, American cheese is like, nah. You know, give me that sharp cheddar. There are a few ways that I like having American cheese, but on a dog or a burger... I like it. Oh, and of course, grilled cheese. Got to have it in grilled cheese. Well, I mean, you're eating it. So, yeah. you know, if you... But I eat dog biscuits. You, <laughs> <laughs> Here's the good news is it didn't like totally destroy the flavor of everything else. And no. so if you couldn't, if you were really... Well, okay. I was going to say if you're really craving a hot dog... I don't know that this would be the answer because it doesn't necessarily taste like a hot dog. Yeah, but if you just were going to have a regular hot dog and slather everything else on it, you wouldn't know the difference. If if you wouldn't have told me, if this situation was not the situation this that it situation. is, right, I wouldn't have known. I, I would have But known you know what? Different. I think if I had gone a little heavier with the smoke flavor, well, no, it still wouldn't make it taste like a hot dog. I but, don't know. But see, I'm I'm, so I grew up eating hot dogs every day. Back, oh, yeah? back in the day, I'd come home from school, throw a couple hot dogs in the microwave for a couple minutes, and it would plump them up really great. So much so that I finally had my fill of hot dogs for like decades. I couldn't eat a hot dog. It was like, no, I, I've had enough. I've reached my limit for a while. I need to take a couple decades off. And now, as an adult, I become more of a hot dog snob where I would rather have a Polish sausage or something with spice or something that I definitely can taste the difference. Mm-hmm. Because the trimmings are not enough for me. I want to taste the meat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? If you guys want to chew, <laughs> try something not necessarily hot dogish, but... <laughs> vegetarian it's hot dogish it, it really is it, it was when, when i separated it out and tasted it separately then i could tell it was and it's not it putrid a, at all it was a grain thing or something and like the that. i mean you don't have the like the little snap of the casing i mean there are some differences but it works yeah loma linda linkettes i tell you if you put the chil- chili dog if you put a chili dog mm-hmm. made chili dog you wouldn't know any different yeah because it's all about the chili at that point yes or if you wanted to do ooh. Well, that would, because then you'd be, be, unless you had vegetarian chili, then you wouldn't have any meat taste. I was going to say, you add some bacon and and, uh, barbecue (laughs) sauce. Why is there not uh, bacon on this? I didn't have any. Oh my gosh. I know. Wait a minute. I'll take care of it. I know. How would you not have bacon in your house? Okay. Jana had a bunch of bacon and she made herself a salad 
um, over a week ago after she got home from work. Oh, and that gosh. night she puked all night. <laughs> and part of what was in her salad was bacon. So everything that oh, went into gosh. that salad went into the trash because oh, I didn't wow. know I didn't know what did it. So it was like, it's all going because wow. I don't know what that's, made me ill. That's nearly justified. And I say nearly because you only had one package of bacon in the house. I cooked up a bunch of bacon. And I, what I do is I put it into the, the freezer right. and okay. separate little bits out at a time. I get it. But because I don't know what it is that made me puke, everything right. that I had got thrown okay. out. Okay. So, see, you claim to love bacon. I do. Okay. When I have bacon, I have a pound in the fridge and a pound in the freezer. Okay. Well, and when that pound in the fridge gets cooked. You've seen my freezer, though. I've seen your fridge, too. There's, there's only so much a girl can It looks get. like 10 people are living here. <laughs> yes, it does. But, but I'm just saying that you, you, need to, you, you need to adjust something because it's, there's only one person living at my house. Mm-hmm. And any given time, you come over and I will have a pound of bacon in the fridge and a pound of bacon in the freezer. And when I cook up that pound of bacon in the fridge and then I put it in a Ziploc bag because I use that in my burritos for all week. Part of my meal prep. When I the fridge one gets cooked, the one from the freezer goes into the fridge, and within a few days, I will have two more pounds back in the freezer. I want my bacon to so, never stop. So your bacon game is strong. Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> Costco has this maple bacon that is just fantastic. Hmm. So there you go. All right. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Want to talk about death and yes, music? Let, let's move on to death music. Death music. What do you have for us today, Jana? Okay, well, I don't want it to be confused with death metal. <laughs> this is not what we're going to be talking about today. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. A couple of shows ago, um, you and I, well, you played some music, and it was about... Death. It was a song about somebody dead or dying. Hmm. And it just got me, maybe both of us, I'm trying to remember the conversation exactly, but but the the gist of it was there are other songs that are about somebody that's dying or dead. Right. And so I, I started traipsing through music land with um, songs about dead or dying people. Cool. Would you like to hear some of them? Well, let's get on with it. Okay. Let's see. Now, I, I would guess that probably most of these you will know. So let's start with this one. I'm not going to say anything. Just We'll just go. Okay. I love the 70s vibe. I'm so glad you had it cued right up to when the chorus starts. <laughs> Oh, oh wait! Gosh. Oh, we had a commercial. Oh, a commercial! Come on! No, tell me when to pot it back up. So we get these things queued up, and sometimes a commercial will pop out in the middle of it. Because freaking YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> and we don't pay to have it. No commercials or anything like okay. that. All right. So here we go. You know who it is? I don't. Okay. You're you're really good at guessing and stuff like this. I'm not as as good as you are. So we'll. I'm pretty sure very you'll very breathy. Mm-hmm. Now that should help because his voice got a little stronger. 
So when you hear the chorus, I hope you'll at least know the song, if not the uh, artist, right away. Well, I'm saying it's all right. I'm, it's like '74 or '76. I'm guessing. Close. Oh, Here we go. It's just. Are you gonna wait for a sign? Here's your miracle. Stand up and fight. Your friend is probably hating it because I'm singing. <laughs> I know this song. Yep, I yep. can't identify. I, you know what? I. Uh, you know what it sounds like to me? What? It sounds like Michael McDonald. Very good. He is, is doing. It? He's doing. He's in the chorus. But that's not him lead singing. It's he's sound, not the it lead. sounds like a uh, 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 <laughs> crap Doobie Brothers song. It does sound like Doobie Brothers, but it's not. It's not. It's but it stomp. sounds. It's, <laughs> it sounds so much like them that that's all that's in totally my head. Totally right. And I can't. I, it's Kenny Loggins. Oh my god! <laughs> I just watched an interview with Kenny Loggins oh, yeah? yesterday. <laughs> or or Jesus. Yeah, look he did. Picture. He did. Yeah, he did look like Jesus back in the day. So he wrote this when his father was ill. He was uh, sick and in the hospital, and um, people thought that this was a love song. And I guess maybe it originally was a love song, but he wrote this because his dad was gravely ill and he wanted to him to prolong his uh, treatments and and live. And so he was telling him, "This is your time. Fight, do 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 do." This oh, is really? It. See, yeah. I had no idea it's what the song's about. I'm father. familiar with the song, but I never, you know, I never examined the lyrics or anything to it. Wow, that's interesting. His father did decide to undergo treatment, and he lived for another four years. Wow. So this has kind of become an anthem for hope. So. This I is uh, not, at least I I did not know that. that this is one's wild. This one's the happiest one because <laughs> wow. it has a happy ending. Wow! I did not. I, Kenny Loggins. It's so funny. I I said I just had a saw watch an interview a recent interview with him. Yeah. Uh, about another couple songs of his. Wow! That I was going to actually maybe Footloose? bring up on the show. Okay, I we won't say. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> It sure sounded like uh, Doobie Brother type of stuff. Totally. Michael McDonald was was uh, there in the chorus. Wow. You got that right. Wow. All right. Here's another one for you. Okay. I don't know if you're going to know this. This is um, my hair band days. Okay. And that's all I'll say. But listen okay. to the lyrics. As long as it's not your new wave days. Those those I have issues. I, I have problems with. And, and issues. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wait. Now it's not playing. Well, hold on. We got a pot down there. It's a commercial that comes on or something. This Chinese street artist isn't drunk. That's coming off your computer. Oh, technical difficulties. Oh my gosh! Oh, this yeah, is so now we lame. Saw the commercial. <laughs> almost, almost frustrating okay. enough to make you want to buy it, right? Buy the. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Now listen to lyrics, y'all. Listen to this guitar. Know the song. I'm trying to think of who sang this. I could, I could sing it right now, but I'm not going to. I love this song. The drinks till they're gone. 
Sad, sad lyrics. I know that what goes up, man. Here we go. I don't know the song. <laughs> so it's called Fly High Michelle. Oh my gosh. I thought it was a completely different song. And again, my first perception I went with and my brain's going, who sang that? Who's and then the chorus isn't coming around. And I'm going, Oh, wait a minute. This is a different song. Yeah, well, he's just talking to, so I don't really know what happened to Michelle, but he but he's just saying, I'll never look into your blue eyes, fly high, Michelle. We did it just for a good time, a misunderstood time. I wish you were here and Now wait a minute, is that a death thing or is that a breakup thing? Well he's thing? telling her to fly high, so I think she's gone. He'll never get to see her eyes again and I don't know, that might be a breakup thing, isn't it? Or did no. he murder her? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Michelle's just gone. Oh, it's she's dead. So here's here's what the song I thought it was. Okay. The very beginning, that guitar at the beginning. Na, 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 na. We don't need another hero. Oh, okay. Just a little bit harder rock. That's version what I of thought it. it was, and I was like, "Oh, I know this song." I know. Nope, I don't know it. I am. I am not good at this. It's a band called Enough's Enough. I, as far as I know, that's right. probably their only hit. They may have had one more. Wow. But um, I played the heck out of this album. And when you played it, played the song, you knew this was about a death? Yeah, I mean, yes. That's how you read it? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. We did it. Yep. Mm-hmm. We'll have to look up the lyrics. Yeah, let us know if you guys think it was about, if that song was about a death or not. You'll have to go to YouTube it, and play the whole song so you can hear all the... Okay, because what you played, I was listening to, I was like, well, it sounds like she's gone, and you know, but that doesn't necessarily mean death. Uh, well, you know, I know that what goes you know, up. I think you've comes been listening down. to a lot of uh, death metal lately. But maybe you just <laughs> everything sounds like death to you. <laughs> I know that what comes up comes down. I didn't know you'd hit the ground. Why do right. you have to give it up? Or what? Are you think he's talking about a relationship? I think so. Relationships come crashing to the ground. I know. <laughs> We did it just for a good time, a misunderstood time. We lived with a fear. I wish that we still could have done things and not overhung things. I wish you were here. She's not there. Hmm. I know I'll live a life of could have beens until a new life begins. I don't know. I don't think it's about a lost relationship. Interesting. I think it's about a dead Michelle. All right. Let's... <laughs> Here's another one for you. Let's right. hope there's not a commercial this time. Yeah, there probably will be. But Oh, my uh, gosh. So bear with us, folks. Here we go. This doesn't sound sad, does it? But listen to the beautiful lyrics. It sounds blue. Those are some blue notes. I sang Dixie as he died. As he died. People just walked on by as I cried. I sang Dixie as he died. 
Just a little bit more of this one. On this damned old L.A. street. Yeah. I know, it's country, but it's L.A. You know who this is? No. And it goes into chorus and harmony. And so I got to well, say. What's the chorus? Would I recognize it? it from the chorus? Well, we'll play a little bit more. It's more of the same. Now you oh, just got that, some harmony. That is, it. Okay. that is the chorus. Okay. Yeah. No. So that's Dwight Yoakam. Okay. That's one of the country names I do know. And <laughs> I know a handful of names. I got to say, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before. You know, I'm not really a country fan. I mean, neither am I. My ex husband liked Dwight Yoakam, and he would play Dwight. This is one of the songs. And. Every time I heard this, I felt um, touched by it. And then it occurred to me that, so my dad was a musician, apparently mm-hmm. a, a really brilliant musician. And I can remember hearing his band play. Mm-hmm. And the music that they played reminded me of this. And I don't know if this is, I to me, this is sort of maybe not quite rockabilly, but it's not to a lot of people, this is just country, but there's something about it that reminds me more of the type of music that my father played. Right. So it made it tolerable <laughs> for me <laughs> to listen to country because it reminded me of dad. Anyway, this song in particular warms my heart, even though it's about a guy that drank himself to death. Right. And actually, Dwight Yoakam, even though he sings through his nose, he has a beautiful vibrato. It was, it was great. I enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually afraid of country music because the few times I've listened to modern country, I found songs that I really like. I know. And I'm afraid to get into it. Go over to all the other side. I'm going to be putting on boots and a hat <laughs> yes. and going to the... Going to the Spitting uh, into the thing. <laughs> get a spittoon and go into the Brandon Iron. All right. Dance in the country. Let's hear some more death music. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. That was that was that was a I could tell it was sad because it had that blues, yeah, blue notes, uh, country tune to mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's one. Don't know if you know this one at all. Ooh, but it's sad. Okay, are we gonna have a commercial? I don't want to have a commercial. <laughs> okay, no commercial. I mean, this is late 60s. If the hands of time. Oh my gosh. Did it go to a commercial? <laughs> I cut it out before it did. I heard that's it. That's so I messed heard it cut up. Out. YouTube, well, I that's hate how, you. That's how they do that. Okay. Interesting. Now, is it from the late 60s? Uh, when did you could record this? I'd keep them warm. Uh, no. But I don't know when the song was originally written. Hand in hand, we'd choose the moment. Do you know the song? No. It was written in 71. This was recorded. Okay, well, that's late 60s. 71. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> this was recorded by Sarah Vaughn. 
Oh, okay. In so I wouldn't recognize her. I don't know Sarah Vaughn. The song is called Brian's Song or The Hands of Time. It was, I believe, written was for... Was it for the movie? For Brian's the movie. Song? Yeah. Interesting. And you've seen the movie? No, I have not. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> this is a tough one. You mean the one, the, the movie with James Caan and... and um, uh, shoot, I forget. Was, was it Billy T. Williams? No. No, but it was about Gail Sayers. It was about Wait. football. I think it was Billy D. Williams. Hold on. If only we had a computer in front of us that we could look at. You have two in front of someday. you. I Lose know, Mont. but they're running the system. <laughs> it was Billy D. Williams. See? I was T. Well, because I'm thinking of the I know, name no, Gail. I'm just saying. I, I, know the, I know the movie. I, I know what it's about. I have just never seen it. I'm thinking of the name Gail Sayers. Right. But I'm like, who's that? That's who Billy D. Williams played. Right, right. Yeah, so it's about two football and Brian, players, and this Brian is a true Piccolo, story. Brian Piccolo yep. and Gail Sayers. True story. See, that's that's off. That's not off my computers. That's off the top of my head. I'm impressed. I know. Maybe we ought to make that a, our next movie watch thing that we do. Oh, I don't know if I can movie. do it again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, well, we have to do something that makes me laugh afterwards because... <laughs> So, you guys, if you haven't seen it, yes, so these guys are football players, and one of them comes down with um, what they call, um, Lou, Lu- this is Lu- Lou Gehrig's disease, right? Was it Lou Gehrig's? I don't know. I just know that one of them gets Gail Sayers' disease, Brian Piccolo disease. <laughs> oh <my laughs> it's Brian Piccolo is the one who comes down with it. Yeah, he died in 1970. I'm looking here oh, actually to see. spoiler alert. We just said he came down with it. We didn't say, well, great. Well, well it is a song a about death. death. Song. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, Somebody your first dies. song was a death song, and the guy lived for another four years. Well, that's true. That's true. He didn't die right away. All right. <laughs> Sounds like a Monty Python right. thing. <laughs> one more song. Okay. One, one more death song from Janet. Okay. Uh, you're going to know this one, but I I'm am. afraid. I'm afraid of the commercials. That's okay. If I hear it drop out, I'll... Uh... This one's just weird. Although it's not what I thought it was about. Another day's at Mama says she's tired again. Sound familiar yet? No. But this also sounds like a 70s song. I'm going to say uh, 77. Wow. You're off by a year. That's very good. So, apparently this song was a bit of a hit in the UK and Australia. Reached number one in Canada and in New Zealand. Yeah. Do you remember thinking, hearing what what some people said it was about? No, I just remember the song. Okay, because I heard some people saying that like he was the singing song's about called his... Shannon. Yeah, that this guy was singing about his dog floating out to sea. I didn't know about okay, that. Well, I had heard that, and I'm wondering if it was because of the album cover. It's got a picture of him with his dog. Oh, okay. But actually, it <laughs> is about. Do do do. Uh, it. Oh. Oh. What? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you seem taken aback. 
Yeah, it's saying that it's Shannon is remembered for being the subject of profanity laced tirade by American Top 40 host Casey Kasem while recording the September 14th, 1985 show. Wow. Uh, So... A listener from Cincinnati, Ohio, had requested Shannon as a long-distance dedication to his own recently deceased dog named Snuggles. Kaysom was upset that the show's producer had placed the dedication immediately following the Pointer Sisters hit Dare Me and an up-tempo song that he considered a poor lead into a sad song such as Shannon. Okay. The guest so- <laughs> from Ohio wants to dedicate this long-distance dedication to his dog. Well, so Shannon was Just actually... Just keep reaching for the stars and keep your feet in the grave of your dog. Shannon was written about the death of Beach I'm Boys Casey member Casey. Carl Wilson's Irish setter of the same name. Oh. <laughs> well, touring so with it the, is. Well, touring with the Beach Boys in 1975, Gross, the, the, the person, Henry Gross, the person who recorded the song, visited with Wilson's home in Wilson's home in Los Angeles and in conversation said he owned an Irish setter called Shannon Wilson. Shannon. (laughs) Wilson replied that he had also had an Irish setter named Shannon and that it had been recently hit by a car. I'm so depressed now. (laughs) I know. You hate these kind of stories. Why did you make me tell this story? You you picked this song. Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) So it is about a dog, and that must be the dog, the Shannon, that died. In oh the my gosh! It actually is. Uh, I think that it's time that we I change never, the subject and talk I about never, locker no, romantics. No, wait a minute! I have a death song. Okay. Oh. So Jana doesn't know this. She uh, in our show prep, we talked about what we were going to do, and so she said she had some death songs. So then when she went to prep the uh, dog food hot dog. I decided that she's biting into right now as I say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I decided, you know what? I'm going to pull up a song and see if she had this death song. Uh, and she did not. So because she didn't, I am going to play the death song. You should know this one right away. And this is a live version of it. But uh, you're really good. Not only are you great at guessing these things, but this one's an obvious one. And okay. I'm really surprised that it didn't come up already. So well, it may have, because there are several, I mean, that I was oh, like, well, what, right. do I do this one? Oh. I did have this artist, but not this song. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. You know the song, though. My brother, Daniel. Yes. I don't, I didn't know this was a death song. I yeah. can see the, the red, red taillights heading for Spain. Oh, and I can see Daniel waving goodbye. Oh, it looks like Daniel must be the clouds in my eyes. Maybe they just broke up. <laughs> Could be. I actually didn't do any background. I didn't have no background. Now, Daniel went to Spain. Mm-hmm. Daniel says it's the best place he's ever seen. Oh, and he should know he's been there enough. Right? He should know he's been there enough. Oh, I miss Daniel. Oh, I miss him so much. Here we come to the chorus. 
So it's his older brother. You still feel the pain of the scars. Your eyes have died. He's a star in the face of the sky. His eyes have died. How is this not a death song? How is enough's enough's not? He's not going to look at her blue eyes anymore. And she (laughs) fell to the ground and she's floating in the sky. (laughs) Did her eyes die? He's just not going to see him. This guy, Daniel's eyes died. (laughs) He's he's a star in the face of the sky. And he now sees more than Elton John does because, you know. So I had heard this as, I don't know, I, I didn't do enough prep or anything to know if but I, when I first heard this as a kid, mm-hmm. it was this was a song about his brother who died in a plane crash on his way to Spain. So I don't know about the accuracy of that or not, but that's that's how I know this song. Well, <laughs> and there's nothing on the the, the 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 list. I'm sorry, the link that I have here only has the lyrics and it doesn't have anything else about it. Daniel is a song and ballad performed by Elton John. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. You can find the Wikipedia entry for that real quick Uh, or not. I can tell you it reached number seven in the U.S. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel had been... Uh, I, I, okay, so it was the most inter- misinterpreted song that we've ever written, said Bernie Topin in the Two Rooms Tribute Project. The story was about a guy that went back to a small town in Texas, returning from the Vietnam War. They lauded him when he came home and treated him like a hero, but he just wanted to go home, go back to the farm, and try to get back to life that he'd lived before. I wanted to write something that was sympathetic to the people who came home. Wait a minute, that that didn't sound... That doesn't sound anything like Daniel, the song. That's what it's about. Wow. It, that was about it. That we just I'm did the sorry. lyrics. Did I ruin it? Well, no, it's just that I, I, we'll have to look it up. I just did. I know. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. Are you sure that was, was that, what, what entry was that? Was it Wikipedia? Yeah. It was, it was from an interview with Bernie Topin. And he's Toppin. the songwriter. Topin. 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 Topin's a bag. <laughs> Let's see here. Are you sure it was a Daniel he was talking about? Yes. I'm sorry, it, I it mean, it was a, unless it was it a different Daniel. I don't know. There's just it just doesn't relate to that song at all. Excuse me. And then Wikipedia talks about "Fly High, Michelle." It's a power ballad <laughs> by American glam metal band Enough's Enough, and it was written uh, I... by the lead vocalist about a friend who passed away. Because Michelle flew high. You get a bell for that, but that 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 doesn't seem right though about Daniel. Because it, it doesn't mention Texas, doesn't mention war, doesn't allude to it. All it says is he's flying off to Spain, and you know it well. You know Spain. What Spain had nothing to do with the Vietnam well, War. Well, but were they saying that? Okay, so did it say that Daniel came back from Texas, or were they were saying it was somebody that they knew, and so he wanted to write about that? I don't know. But the the whole thing is that Daniel's traveling tonight on a plane. I can see the red tail lights heading for Spain. 
And I can see Daniel waving goodbye. God, it looks like Daniel must be the clouds in my eyes. They say that Spain's pretty, Spain is pretty, though I've never been, but Daniel says it's the best place he's ever seen. And oh, he should know he's been there enough. Lord, I miss Daniel. I miss him so much. Daniel, my brother, you're older than me. Do you still feel the pain of the scars that won't heal? That's the only thing to me that would reference uh, the Vietnam War. Your eyes have died, but you see more than I. Daniel, you're a star in the face of the sky. Okay, well, this is Song Facts. It says, the lyrics again, written by Bernie Toppin, <laughs> Elton's writing partner. He explained the inspiration on his website. I'd seen this article in Time Magazine on the Tet, Tet, E, not an I, right. offensive. And there was a soldier next to it with a story about how many of the soldiers that were coming back from, from Nam were these simple sort of down-home country guys who were generally embarrassed by both the adulation and, depending on what part of the country you came from, the animosity that they were greeted by. For the most part, they just wanted to get back to a normal life, but found it hard, what with all the looky-loos and the monkeys of war uh, that they carried on their backs. Wow. Oh, okay, so hold on here. I just got... I just took it from there and wrote it from a younger brother's perspective, made him disabled and wanting to get away. I made it Spain, basically because it rhymes with plain. <laughs> well, I tell you, the meaning has been completely lost my entire life until right now. Because it just didn't make sense. When Elton John wrote the music for this song, he chopped off the last verse because he thought the song was already too long. So there's some death for you. <laughs> The deleted verse explained that Daniel was a Vietnam. Well, see, this would have made sense oh if they just left it. Come the deleted on. verse explained that Daniel was a Vietnam veteran who'd returned from home to the farm after the war. He couldn't find peace and decided to leave America and go to Spain. With the last verse chopped off, it became a fairly vague story of two brothers who part ways. There you go. Wow. Well, see, now I don't feel bad about not interpreting it properly because they cut off the part. They, the most that, important that tells, part. It tells you what it's about. <laughs> yes. Wow. All right. Wow. That we've, is. We've all learned something. That is wild. That is wild. Most important part is we all know that Michelle died. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. All right. Now, that's our paranormal corner. We did have another, you know, I'm going to save the locker room stuff because we're going a little long on this show. Okay, I'm going cool. to save that for another show. Right on. So uh, we're going to go straight from the uh, death songs yes. into paranormal <laughs> So you've heard before that there are some movie sets that are cursed, right? Yes. Okay. Well, let's talk about a couple of them. I have not even heard of this movie and apparently neither has anybody else. It was called The Incomparable uh, Atuk or Atuk. If you've never heard of Atuk, A-T-U-K, that's because this movie was so cursed it never actually got made. Ironically, it wasn't even supposed to be a scary movie. A comedy about an Inuit, Inuit, Inuit. hunter using traditional techniques to survive in an urban environment. It's not the movie you would immediately suspect is ripe for a cursing, yet many of the actors who signed on to play the lead role have died prematurely, including John Belushi, Chris Farley, and John Candy. Really? They were all three signed? Uh -huh. Wow. Actors who were cast in sporting roles weren't immune either. Phil Hartman also faced a violent and tragic early end after being attached to the filmed right. film. 
It's definitely a bit of a stretch to suggest that this movie was somehow involved in the deaths of these actors, but it is quite an incredible coincidence that they all met an early demise after getting involved. Wow. In any case, it's certainly interesting that multiple attempts to develop and produce this project have never come to fruition. So, the Blair Witch Project. Oh, wait a minute. Let's go back to that one. I, I gotta just say, though, being skeptical as I am, mm-hmm. three of those four guys involved in the three leads, John Belushi, John Candy... And uh, uh, <laughs> Farley, Chris Farley. Yeah, we're all fat guys. Yeah, so you know, there's that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, they, but Belushi didn't die because he was fat. Well, and I, I don't know what I don't know. I actually don't know what Candy and Farley died of. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, Candy died. Well, Candy was also part of the Belushi bunch of uh, drugs and stuff like that. I'm not sure about Farley. John Candy. He was so endearing. Yeah, I know, but, you know. (laughs) Okay, so the Blair Witch Project. Sometimes a well-told ghost story is more powerful than the ghost itself. Stories tend to take on a life of their own, and that's exactly what happened with the Blair Witch Project. Largely credited as the beginning of footage horror movies, the Blair Witch Project is about a group of students, which I've never seen this, by the way. I've never either. Making a film that investigates some local urban legends, including one about a mysterious abandoned house in the nearby forest. They go out to the woods to investigate, only to continually happen upon strange and eerie things in the woods. There's right. a lot of lure about making the making of the Blair Witch Project. Most of it is self-imposed. The movie had an unorthodox production style where scenes were set up throughout the forest and the actors were left to their own devices to find them and improvise their reactions. I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it, yeah I, I knew that part of it. This, in tandem with their online marketing a uh, campaign that suggested the footage was actually real and the people in it were dead or missing helped create a mythology around the movie itself. Even though it's all been long since debunked by the filmmakers, many people still believe at least some of it was real. When I think of movies with actual hauntings, the Blair Witch Project still comes immediately to mind as the legend surrounding it uh, was has made it so notorious. Urban legends leave an impression for uh, a reason, after all. So just to end, there uh, there are several here, but I figured that we would just end this with um, The Exorcist. Oh. Regan McNeil is not uh, normal. That's the... Exor- that's, that's the uh- the, uh, Linda the, character, the character yeah. Linda, Linda Blair played in The Exorcist. The Exorcist has a reputation for being one of the scariest movies of its time, perhaps of all time. If any movie was haunted or cursed in reality, it would have been this one. There were tons of things that went wrong on set, from set malfunctions to two different actresses sustaining significant injuries during stunts gone wrong. This led to many to believe that there was some malicious entity on set giving filmmakers a hard time. Perhaps the biggest evidence of supernatural meddling was a suspicious fire that forced the production to rebuild much of the set. It was theorized that a bird flew into some electrical equipment on set, but the resulting fire destroyed a large section of the set well mysteriously, leaving leaving Reagan's room set alone. Oh, wow. If you've seen The Exorcist, you know that the room was the area that the demon most frequently occupied in the film. The superstition around this film is so great, some believe it's a, it's dangerous to even play the movie. Doing so invites negative entities towards you, as the urban legend goes, similar to using a Ouija board. Are these events all just day-to-day equipment malfunctions that plague any film production? Does the ghostly environment make hype you hyper-aware of events that maybe otherwise you would disregard? 
Or is there something more going on? Are spirits agitated by these movies? Are right. some sets really cursed? That's for you to decide. See, I, I think... I think on stuff like that sometimes, and this is, goes the same with uh, uh, playing with a Ouija board or anything like that, is if if there is a spirit world, all that stuff, mm-hmm. you're asking for it by, by, by doing things like that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, I think if, if there is something, and I'm very skeptical as we've discussed on the show, but if there is something like that, mm-hmm. I think doing a Ouija board... Or doing a uh, movie like Exorcist, although you know, the thing is, there's obviously a big difference between shooting the movie and, and the final product. The final product has music and sound effects and all that, but I think that uh, movies can be cursed based on the subject matter. I agree with that. I would agree with that. We uh, there was a second Exorcist movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was uh, something that my ex-husband decided to watch at um, the house before we moved here. And uh, I, he had already he was done watching it, and he had turned off the recorder, and just music started playing. And there was there was no, it wasn't the thing wasn't on, and wow. there was no movie playing. There was nothing but music <laughs> was playing, and I'm. It was pretty freaky, and we couldn't figure out how to shut it off. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So, there's that. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go, folks. That is our show. <laughs> yeah. You go. You want to comment on anything? If you liked the ads that kept coming up, <laughs> just let us know. If Instagram. you have any death songs, send us your list of death songs, and maybe we'll continue with that on another show. I know Do there's some a lot more. more. Death I songs. have some that I didn't play. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Snack a Little. Drop us a line. Or you can call our Google Voice line at 909-572-0278. Leave us a message and we may use it on the show. And if you're a vegetarian and you've got some favorite vegetarian foods that you'd like us to try, or some of the weird ones like the one we had today, a fake hot dog, (laughs) let me know about it. We'll give it a try, won't we, Mark? Uh, Well, I guess so. Yeah, this wasn't so bad. It was okay. It was okay. Although by masking it with other food, I don't don't know. Do we really get the full effect? No. 